You don't bring nothing, you don't get nothing. So y'all best not come up empty at the next party. What next party? Oh, so the band, the cake, the flowers, just gonna up pick themselves? You're not having a party to do all that. No, I'm having three parties to do all that. I plan on having a party every weekend until the wedding. Tony, you can't have a party every weekend for a year. Relax, I'm getting married in two months. Joan Clayton can't plan a fabulous wedding in two months. I can't do it. Oh, that's okay because you're not planning it. I'm not the wedding planner? Tony. Joan. Tony. Joan, you know how you are. What? How am I? Uh, Joan, do not play dumb, girl. We nearly can't have blows over my wedding. <laughs> Welcome to Oh Hell Yes, a girlfriend's podcast. Today is a very awesome episode. I'm very excited to talk about Runaway Bridesmaid. Uh, This episode was so dope. I'm Nettie. And I'm Etsy. And today we have a special guest. It is girlfriend's super fan, Tony. What's going on, Tony? Yes, y'all. I'm Tony and I specialize in results. Hey, hey. So, Tony, uh, tell us about the TV show Girlfriends and what it means to you and how it impacted your life. Girlfriends is by far the most important television show I've ever watched. It it molded uh, my career early on. I watched Girlfriends. I probably didn't know what I wanted to be. And I, I was obsessed with Tony Childs, of course, dark skin, big lips. Hey, we can get into that. And she sold real estate. So when I was in high school, probably 14 or 15, I started my real estate career, got my license in high school and then started my own company when I was 21. And that was solely because of Tony Childs. She wasn't necessarily my favorite girlfriend. I just love all of them so equally. So it molded me in that way, my career. But then also I became a marathoner because that's something that Joan wanted to do. And now I'm engaged and I'm living the Tony Child's life. I <laughs> thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. And my entire wedding personality is based on Tony during this season in her life. I just freaking love it. I love it. <laughs> that is so awesome to hear. I think you might be a bigger fan than we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just, it, it, it meant a lot to me. That show is, and it still does. It means a lot. Well, I'm happy that we can have you on for this episode. Um, this episode had a lot happening. This has probably is one of the higher one of the higher rated episodes because each scene was just like I feel like you can use this as a case study for like examining friendships and how people react to success of their friends and things like that. A hundred percent, and how that can affect your relationships and how that plays out in the real world. Uh, before we get to that episode. Tony, you had a um a viral moment. Was that was that you with the whole <laughs> Kanye West stuff? <laughs> so if you guys don't know, we're gonna put a clip of her uh, of the video. You probably know the sound effects if you've seen this video. It's it's very viral. When Harriet Tubman, well, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had the slaves go work for other white people. Y'all, we leaving right now. Um, so when did you decide, why did you go to his, his rally, his presidency rally? (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, but I'm from South Carolina and I just love politics. I love local politics. It's really interesting to me. And when Kanye said he was running for president, I was like, this is stupid. This is not real, (laughs) but I, I I wanted to see a train wreck. (laughs) So 
the morning of, my sister messaged me and said, hey, Kanye's going to be in Charleston, like two hours away. Do you want to go see his first presidential rally? And I said, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) It was the middle of COVID. So that was not smart. And um, I went and I was immediately just like thrown off by his his entire and all his energy was just wrong. And he said the quote about Harriet Tubman and I was out of there. My sister and I walked out immediately. We were like, girl, this, I'm, I'm not staying for this shit. So that's it. So, it was fun. So you were the one that said we got to leave or whatever. Yeah. I, I was filming it. Like I always do for my Instagram. I was like, yo, Instagram, we going to see Kanye today. Just taking everyone along. And in the middle of just showing everyone who watches me, just showing them, Hey, this is what Kanye saying in this moment. He said the quote about Harriet Tubman. I was like, nah, we leaving. Like, I'm I'm not staying for no more of this. And then we just left. Oh, I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, um, the primary source. Okay. Man. And Twitter blew that up in a way that I of, of course everyone said, I didn't expect to go viral. But um I, I posted it and I kept posting stuff or whatever. Then I got in the car and I was just like, yo, fuck Kanye. Like, I was just so upset that he was just saying these things. And yeah. then I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, shit. Twitter's going dumb. <laughs> my retweets were way out of here. So it, it, I, mm. I was probably just the first post person to post it. Later on, everyone was posting about it. But I probably posted that moment immediately. And so it went viral. It was cool. Yeah, and it probably there helped that go. people were really eager and curious about what he was going to say or what it would be like. That that comment about Harriet Tubman, that was just... Oh, shit. Oh, oh. And y'all know what? He had that damn haircut. That's what pissed me off the most. He had that raggedy, jacked up haircut. And I was so angry looking at that shit. And the that's patches. what pissed me. The patch. Like, what? Mm. That still blogs. Like, it kills me thinking about the patches yeah. haircut. It was so frustrating. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy, but I'm I'm happy that I could talk to you about that because I've always been curious about that moment and that that viral video because it, it did make me giggle, even though it was pretty fucked up what he said. Your reaction that was a kicker. <laughs> well, all right, well let's talk about something more positive. Uh, let's get into this episode of Girlfriend's Runaway Bridesmaid. It aired February twenty fourth, two thousand three, written by Karen Gist and. Etsy, go ahead and give us that cold open. Tony and Todd are having an engagement party and they're having a good time at, at the spot that they're usually at. That's, it looks like the same spot to me. Blue Is bar. It? Yeah, blue bar, blue bar, blue bar. So they're joking around and Tony is just like, um, why didn't y'all bring any motherfucking gifts? And then everybody was like, oh, I didn't know we had to bring gifts, girl. And then Maya's like, oh, where is little man anyway? We might have dropped him. And then Tony's like, first of all, we are getting married and I'm the only person that can joke with him. So I need you to calm down. Yeah. And then Tony is like, oh, where is Todd though, for real? Where's my man? Todd, honey, if you're out there, just throw a napkin in the air. (laughs) Then you see a napkin come up from like (laughs) way in the back audience. That goes up and she's like, It's actually quite is. funny because you don't see him. You don't see a person. You just see a napkin fly into the air. It's actually great comedy. So we start back out. We're still at Blue. Um, so you don't bring gifts to an engagement party, right? Is that the thing? Um, uh, That's what they say, but I'm sure you can. <laughs> yeah, you I, don't, I don't think that's a normal thing. So people don't know. But um, right. 
Lynn doesn't know that, especially. She wasn't even thinking about a gift because she don't got no money. But um, right. they have an open bar. And uh, Tony's like, yeah, we're going to have to shut that down because uh, <laughs> no one's going to bring no gifts. Well, the bar is going, going cash. And I love when Maya's like, yeah, I was hoping to leave here with a party favor. And Tony's like, listen, it's not one of Jambalaya's birthday parties. It's an engagement party. <laughs> <laughs> so at the beginning of this um this episode, we start to see Joan kind of become, I don't say unhinged, but you can see something's not right. Because mm-hmm. Tony goes and does a speech with Todd. And during the speech, he drops, he spills champagne on her on accident. Mm-hmm. The frame was kind of weird where we don't know exactly whose fault it was, but it made it seem like it was his fault. Because she goes, ugh, Alice. And then he's like, oh, sorry. And then she goes, now I got to go and take it off before the stain settles or something. So we're assuming it's his fault. Yeah, so we find out they're getting married in two months, not one year as uh, expected previously. And mm-hmm. don't know why they're rushing it. She's not pregnant, so right. I don't know. <laughs> but okay, sure, sure, let's have a TV mm-hmm. wedding. And that's probably adding to the reason why Joan is uh, upset. But also we find out that she's not going to be the wedding planner. But we all know why, right? Because of Joan being Joan and how she did Maya at her wedding. <laughs> Yeah, I think she planned um, William's wedding, too, but she did better with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, William got money, so she didn't have to penny pinch. He got money, but why was the wedding? His wasn't that rich looking to me. Mm -hmm. Because he did have money, but he was giving very cheap. And it was at Joan's house. (laughs) Like, you could have picked any venue in the city. (laughs) And you got money for that. I ain't like that. (laughs) I just kind of chalked that up to them not wanting to have a new set. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. What I that it's up it's TV rules where it's like we had to build a whole nother set for that, and we didn't have the the funds that at that moment. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll go big for Tony's wedding. So we get the whole situation with um with Ellis spilling champagne on Joan as Tony and Todd have their really cute speech. Oh, they really love each other. It's so cute. I didn't think the day would come when I would find someone so special, so perfect for me. I mean, I find those qualities all the time in the Neiman shoe department, but... (laughs) But finding those qualities in a man was just... It's a little harder. (laughs) First, I'm a little concerned about the shoe analogy since Tony owns 3,000 pairs. I do! (laughs) And you can see the height difference. Uh, It's really pronounced here. I didn't think they were that far apart in height. That's a good, like, it almost looked like a foot. It's, it, it looks like a foot. Yeah. But you know what? Love is love. Like I said, love is love. <laughs> you never know. The love of your life may come in a smaller, fun size package. Ooh, chow. That's travel sauce. So next day at Joan's house, there's some tension. There is some tension. So Joan wakes up. And actually, you know, Ellis comes and wakes her up. He's like, Joan, wake up, da-da-da. And then Joan is like, oh, my gosh, it's almost 8 o'clock. I have to uh, train for the marathon. And then she's like, why didn't you wake me up, Ellis? And Ellis is like, well, when the alarm tried to wake you up, you almost beat the alarm ass. So I wasn't (laughs) trying to be a part of that. So, (laughs) and Ellis is like, oh, um, but I just woke you up just now. You can still train. And she does, she makes her voice very high pitch and nasally. And it's giving like crazy white bitch. Well, I can't go now. (laughs) Ellis, I have a 
schedule. I have a J-O-B. If I go running now, my hair is going to get all frizzy. And then I won't have time to do anything to it before I go to work. And I'll have to go to work with jacked up hair. Is that what you want? Huh? For me to go to work with some big ass fro? It, her voice in that moment, though, I feel it because she was mimicking herself, but I'm mimicking you, too. I mean, why did, Why are you trying to bother me right now? Why Why are you trying to push me to do something that, you know, I really don't want to oh. do, but I'm pretending like I want to do it? I feel like that's where her energy oh, was. I, I, I was going to say is do you think it's Ellis's fault? Like this is really on Ellis in this moment? For one, you guys don't do this. But I do. I need to know people's Zodiac sign, even for TV shows that I watch. Yeah, no, it's bizarre. And to me, Joan has always been a Virgo. She's very much Virgo energy. Tell us about Virgos. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Virgos need all of the attention in the room. Absolutely. So when Joan, to me, didn't get the attention of being the wedding planner, you know, she wasn't assigned a job from Tony, then it, it, it went to shit. So, of course, we're at my engagement party. We're having a good time. But Joan needed the attention on her in that moment. That's just a Virgo thing to do. That's just who she is. Not, that's not a negative thing. I, I just think she loves attention. So was it Ellis's fault? Mm, no, it wasn't his fault, technically. But also, Ellis is like, I hate Ellis. So <laughs> to me, everything is kind of Ellis's fault. He gets on my damn nerves most of the time. Yeah. So we can blame him. He's a boy. You don't think that Joan... Going back to the astrology thing, you don't think that Joan is given Leo because Leos are like <laughs> so that. they're really closely aligned. Yeah, where do you see Leo with her? I see Leo with everything having to be about her. Essie, what's your sign? I'm an Aries. Oh, yes, I love a good Aries. Okay, okay, my mama Aries. Um, <laughs> do I think she is a Leo? No, I really strongly, and that's because I have a lot of Virgos in my life, and and the problem with never being able to keep a man, girl, she a Virgo. She a Virgo if you let me tell it. She a Virgo! Mm. <laughs> okay, I see that. <laughs> I don't know anything about astrology, but I trust the way you talk about it. I trust your judgment. <laughs> Nettie, what's your sign again? What's your sign? Why is it about me, though? No, we need to know. <laughs> well, my birthday is October 23rd. Okay. That's all is she a Libra? Yeah, you're right in the middle. Mm-hmm. I like a good Libra. Okay. My mama a Libra. Oh, that's what's up. We family then. Yeah. yeah, Libras Libras tend to like get along with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They know how to like talk to people. That's Libra. I'm a smooth talker. That's, my mama. That, that's me. Yeah. That's me. I love mm-hmm. it for you. What we think Maya is? Maya. Maya. I don't know. Maya's funny. Conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist. She really mm-hmm. is. Could Maya also be a Libra? Or I was even thinking maybe a Cancer. Now, I know that they'd be so sensitive or whatever, but I feel like Maya in another life was probably like some type of um, fortune teller or some <laughs> shit. And they tend to be, <laughs> I'm serious. They tend to be like in touch with stuff. Very much so. Um, yeah, I don't know what Maya is, but we could do a poll. We could get top three of what we think it Ooh. could be. I'll put the poll out and see what the fans think. What we can't yeah. you said cancer. What what do you say, Tony? She might be a Libra, y'all. She might be a Libra. Libra, Libra cancer. It's possible. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Are we thinking Capricorn possibly? Or is she too is she too loud and about for a Capricorn? She ain't got enough money for a Capricorn. I need my girl to get a coin The Capricorns keep them some coins. So I'm sorry, Maya. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wowza. Okay, so not that. 
All right, so Cancer and Libra. Somebody throw Aquarius in a bunch. Who cares about I'll throw Aquarius? Aquarius in there. I'll put a three three choices. I'll put it with the comment. The comments might be other things, but those will be the three main choices. I'll put other in there too, in okay. case somebody want to put other. All right. But honestly, I don't think Ellis, I don't, Ellis just wakes her up in a really nice manner. He's not being mean. He gives her a kiss on the cheek. He's being really sweet. He let her sleep in. He realized, oh, she's tired. I don't think none of this is his fault. She needs someone Mm -hmm. to blame because she's not sticking to her goals. And Mm -hmm. that's all I see here. And I don't like Ellis, just like y'all don't. But he's really, he's doing his thing as a boyfriend. I guess. I don't like Ellis, Mr. Dancing Lobster from the Amanda (laughs) show. He is annoying, but I guess it's technically not his fault. However, however, right? Let me try to put myself in Jones's position. Why is he even at the house if he's not there to help and to like wake a bitch up? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why is he there? Nah, she's a grown ass woman with a grown ass alarm clock. (laughs) She threw the alarm clock. She beat the alarm clock, whatever. She's an adult. I think I think my dislike for him is just making me be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I feel you, girl. <laughs> and then the baby mama, it's like, oh, No one God. has said this, but it's because he ugly. Like, he, like, if Ellis was a regular person in the real world, no, he wouldn't be ugly. But on this show, he gets on my nerves so much. I'm like, ugh, Ellis ugly ass. <laughs> so I feel like it's also because we used to the niggas that, um, we had this conversation before. We used to niggas that Jones be fucking with be like, honeys. Right? Like, honeys. And I you am. are regular degular and you ain't you can't even wake a bitch up. The fuck? You ain't fine enough not to wake me up, nigga. Okay. I ain't wanna say nothing. I ain't wanna say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it might be some Ellis stands out there. I don't wanna say nothing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. It might have been the hairline too. The haircut was oh, off. God. He just off. He just off. And he got a and he got a baby mama. He uh, mm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's all. Well, he, she knows that she doesn't care. She really loves this guy, and she wants to make it work. She doesn't care about the baby mama right now. So, ah, step mama, Joan, it is. <laughs> but uh, it, next it, scene it over at Salt, we see William, Maya, and Lynn. They're talking about getting Tony all these gifts for her um, her wedding. Or well, she's gonna have a few different parties. One for like the cake. One for like the venue. It's a whole bunch of parties. It's mad bougie. But they're looking at her registry and they're trying to come up with something that they could buy together, that they could split. And at first, Lynn wants to do something real hippie. She's like, oh, we can get a tree planted for them or get a star Mm -hmm. named in their honor. Like on a walk to remember. You guys seen that movie? I seen it. I remember um, Lynn needs to know who she's shopping for, child. Tony don't care about none of that shit. Like, (laughs) Tony's like, what am I going to do with a star in the sky? What am I going to do with that? How am I that shit? <laughs> <laughs> so William's like, you know, who cares about registries anyway? Um, why don't we just go and get Todd something like an Xbox or a stripper or a stripper with an Xbox, which no one ever really goes. What about the husband? What, what, what mm-hmm. does he need? You know, but they um, they decide they, that they're going to split whatever they they decide to get her. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm so anti Joan in this episode. I'm sorry, guys. Pretty much of the time that Ellis talks to Joan, she always has something negative to say back to him. He could say good morning and she would be like, oh, it's just good mornings all the time. What about the bad mornings? And so, mm-hmm. um, 
she comes in from running she looks mad tired and ellis is like oh babe look at you you could hardly walk and she says ellis you don't have to be able to walk it's a marathon you just have to be able to run it's like oh then shit you know what and ellis says you know maybe you're overdoing it maybe you should just do it next year properly train for it and you got more time now that's a Mm -hmm. great idea yeah but guess what she responds negatively to that too oh so what are you saying you don't think i can do it you think i'm weak you think i'm a quitter ain't nobody said that ain't nobody said that joan did he say that no he definitely did not but you know when you are irritated with somebody every single thing they're gonna say is gonna be a problem so she she just can't stand this nigga just to not stand this nigga so he can be like yeah baby um you can do it have fun oh you want me to have fun i'm supposed to be working hard like (laughs) (laughs) he also says you can't cram for a marathon and that's completely true he's making points and then she's like oh i I crammed for the the bar exam and i kicked butt and i also crammed Mm -hmm. for my first date with you oh i was like oh my god she's like you believe i saw all your movies but i ain't seen shit (laughs) why she had to go there she got nasty with him that was pretty nasty that was a low blow and also why why does she need to see all his movies (laughs) you know when you date someone you want and you like them you want to make make it seem like you care about their crafts and what they're into and but at what age do you stop doing that oh you'll feel it you'll feel it right here I used to pretend to like basketball when I met my now fiance. Um, (laughs) Thankfully, I had gotten over that phase in my life. But whatever a nigga liked, I was loving it. And I was I used to know all the players who played on the girl. Fuck you. I'm not doing that no more. And Joan is too old for that. So then that's what sends me about her. She hasn't been learning any of her lessons from dating. She just keeps doing the same silly things. Mm hmm. And coming up with men that she's really not happy with. She's not happy with Ellis. And it's showing because you're right. He has been a perfect gentleman during this episode. But each and everything he says is pissing her off because she don't really like the nigga. Versus Tony, she can see in this relationship immediately they met. And even though it was a difference in the height and and the race. Tony knew that she liked this person. And so their relationship is evolving so much better. And Joan is jealous of this because mm-hmm. she doesn't have the same affinity for the man in her life. But that's because, bitch, you making the same mistakes by pretending to watch a nigga movies. You don't have to <laughs> pretend to watch his movies, girl. You know, yeah. he would yeah. have liked you the same if you had been honest. But that's Joan. That's our girl. She's a perfectionist. She's yeah. an every woman. She really mm-hmm. is. She yeah. represents. That's what her character is supposed to be. And I, in this scene, when um, she yells at Ellis, she's like, why can't you just be there for me, Ellis? And he's like, I'm starting to wonder why I'm here at all. You, he, she walks behind his back and you can see her kind of like, oh, shit, I'm about to lose this dude. Like, <laughs> you can see it on her face. Mm-hmm. And it, she drops the facade for a second and she's like, all right, I'm sorry. I've been a bitch, you know. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, whoa, whoa, slow your roll. You don't have to agree. But I've been right. a bitch. So she knows what she's doing. Like, she knows. She just thinks that Ellis is going to take all this shit. She don't think he's going to mm-hmm. rise up and head out, which he could. He's an actor. He could get other girls. Yeah. Um. For me, it's like, just piggybacking off of what Tony said, it's like, child, 
I don't know how y'all can pretend to like things that these niggas like because I feel like it'll it'll <laughs> it'll 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 read on my face. Like I'm just not interested. And it's like, how much energy does that take to pretend to be a whole nother person in a relationship where you are constantly with that person? Like it's a lot of pretending. When do you say cut? Yeah, you can't. If y'all are going for the long haul, you can't be a fake person for decades and decades. But that's, you know, you want to be like Joan. Every woman, you you want to hit every box on his checklist. And, and to her credit, she deserves to hit every man's box. Like, you know, she's an amazing woman, great career, awesome sense of fashion. The booty is off the chain. <laughs> but, you know, you're with a guy who you pretended to like and he's pretending to be uh, what you need. And he ain't. He, he ain't mm-hmm. what she needs right now. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. So we finally get to this L.A. marathon. And mm-hmm. Joan's really doubting herself. She's starting to stretch. Ellis is helping her stretch. Okay. And she's like, you know, Ellis, maybe you're right. Maybe I should have waited till next year. And he's like, no, you got this, baby. You got this. And then we flash forward in time and we find out she ain't have it. She ain't have mm-hmm. it. She made it one mile. One oh. mile. Damn, that's it, Joan? Yeah, like, you really wasn't trying to train for this because you could at least made it to mile five and then fell out. But one? Damn. How long they usually take? It could take, if you're really good, <laughs> like four hours. I'm talking about, like, not a professional runner, but you really train. Or it could take six hours. I think there's, like, a seven or eight hour cutoff. So you have to be complete in that time. And making it to mile one, not good. <laughs> what happens if you don't finish in eight hours? They just kick you off the track? Yeah, the sweet sweepers, uh, street sweepers. So the guys come up behind you and either they push you along or you go ahead and um, get carried off. Yeah, carry me the fuck off then. It's, it's, it's really, really, really tough. Most people train for three or four months running hundreds of miles. <laughs> it's, it's a big endeavor. And my good sis... Obviously, she she didn't care about none of that. She just wanted to try to accomplish something, and that ain't the t- thing you try to accomplish. You you go do something else, sis. Go do something else. She could at least did a half or try to do a half. She wanted to do the whole twenty six. <laughs> like, the whole you know? twenty. Yeah. But it's a uh, it's funny because this is actually similar to Kelly from uh, Insecure. She didn't finish either. I don't even know how far she got. And that's so amazing. When I decided to run a marathon, it was with my little sister. And it was because um, we were watching Insecure. Kelly, who was in all, an all-white Ivy Park outfit, I think she made it to mile five, ended up getting her cycle. And it, it kind of bled through yeah. her pants. So she quit the LA Marathon. And my little sister and I, we were looking for a challenge. and was like, yo, we're going to finish this marathon. We're going to finish the LA Marathon for Joan and for Kelly, for my Black girls, who yeah. in these two shows that I love didn't complete the marathon um and then we actually signed up for the la marathon but girl when i tell you it's expensive <laughs> south carolina over to la to run a marathon we did the numbers it was like bitch you, we, we ain't doing that so we ended up doing our first marathon in our hometown and it was because of joan mostly but when we saw kelly attempt to do it again um it it, it just we were like nah we about to do it we got to do it for a girl we got to finish the marathon <laughs> so to my girls for showing yeah. Black women going for things and maybe not always completing them, but at least putting it on our radar and mm-hmm. making it inspiring others. Yeah, totally inspiring. Love that. Etsy, you want to do a marathon? Um, 
Hell no. But I will be there in the sidelines cheering y'all on with the signs, honey. J. Clay, J. Clay. J. Clay, J. Clay, you can do it. Like, oh, thing, yeah. Um, that shit, cardio, the, it's, <laughs> oh, it's not fun. That shit ain't no joke. So the girls were waiting at the five mile marker for her. They're pissed off because they didn't get any call or anything saying that she ain't finished it. What happened to you? We're waiting for hours for you at mile five. Yeah, you had us standing on that corner looking like Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> Wait a minute, we were a couple minutes late. You weren't up in front with the Kenyan woman, were you? <laughs> they just walk into the house and see her on the couch. She caught a cramp. Was it a calf, something it was like that? It like her, her leg, calf, something like that. Somewhere around and there. And Ellis is there with ice. Mm, just, you know, he picked one episode out of the whole season to be a good, great boyfriend. It was like, exactly. he, he was like, today, I'm going to flip the narrative. I'm just going to mm-hmm. be be a great boyfriend. He's calming the girls down like, oh, chill on her. Like, you know, she tried her best and everything. But Joan don't want no ice. He's like, well, you obviously need the ice. And she's like, well, what I needed was to train for the marathon. And Elsa's like, you know, you're right. And then she gets pissed. Uh, So what are you saying? What are you saying? I'm some sort of dummy who can't finish what she starts? Huh? Because he agreed with her? You started it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I agree. It's been a long time since we heard about her mentioning the marathon and doing it. So I forgot about that shit. I totally forgot about it until this episode. So, yeah, you should have actually done more and practiced more. You wouldn't be looking dumb on the couch. (laughs) with a cramp in your leg you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so Joan doesn't like that he agreed with her and this starts a really big back and forth fight and I just want to go over with you guys what's uh what's some of your favorite moments from this fight what's some what are some lines that stood out to you Etsy I like the part where Joan was like how she um she is such a good girlfriend and she does this and does that and she was eating Moroccan food even though she hate Moroccan food and you wanted to go to this great little Moroccan place four times a week. And my crazy ass said, sure, I love Moroccan food. When everybody knows that I hate Moroccan food. Ah, oh, yeah, I just wish that women would like stick to their guns and not do shit that they hate just because they nigga be doing it. Like, I'm sure you'll be fine, girlfriend. Uh, you kind of want to be a, a partner that is there. OK, like if I like something and I want my partner there with me. Yeah, join me in this cooking thing or this fucking, I don't know, whatever thing. That's a that's a good partner, right? I, I believe so. For one, women do this. We do this all the time, unfortunately. Etsy, my strong, fiery Aries, she's she not doing the dumb shit we doing. But a lot of us do agree to things. We agree to be different people. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Gone Girl, one of my favorite movies. Yes, the cool girl. They want to be the yeah, cool girl. So I'm the fucking cool girl, man. I'm going to give you a blowjob every, you know, semi-regularly to keep you happy. I'm, I'm going to watch Adam Sandler movies because that is what my man likes and I need my man to like me so he's happy mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It's our insecurities. It, it's, it's the society we live in. So Joan says she was going to run a marathon up until the day that she met Ellis. And then that, that whole goal ran out of the window. She had goals and aspirations, but she got the man and it got in the way of it. Thankfully, yeah. she at least, re- she reminded herself that's something that she wanted to accomplish. So I commend her for at least trying it. 
even though, bitch, you didn't work for it. <laughs> um, but my favorite, one of my favorite lines from that scene is when she's like, what are you doing, Ellis? Slumming with the dog face girl. And that, that hurt. That hurt. And then, yeah. Every time I think about that line, because I've been with a guy who was cool. He was a cool guy and I tried to be a cool girl. But then when I, I when I looked at the reality of it, I've, I have felt that. I have felt that moment that she felt where it's just like, damn, why is this person with me? <laughs> it's mm, not making mm-hmm. sense. Do you even like me, nigga? Do you mm, even like me? Yeah. You giving me hate? And, and I think that's what it is. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I felt bad for her just piggybacking off that line. I have a few others, but that line in particular. And then when he says, not anymore, I'm not. And then he walks <laughs> away and he leaves and she mm-hmm. goes, oh, yeah, go ahead and leave like they all like the rest of them or something like Ooh, that. Jesus. I always oh, like, oh, Joan, that that hurt me. I felt bad for her when she said that, like the rest of them. They all leave mm-hmm. me. Oh, yeah, girl. That, yeah, that, ha- uh, that happens. And. One line that I really was like, oh, oh my, here we go. Uh, when Ellis was like, what is wrong with you? Are you in your period or something? <laughs> snap, snap. It's all like popcorn. <laughs> okay, so what does my problem have to be with my period? Why can't my problem be with you? That? Mm. When dudes say that? Like, listen, Ellis, Ellis was doing everything right. But shit like that, like when men say the shit misogyny like, always comes up or when you're not happy about something, you know what? There's no other way to define your feelings. So that must be it. I'm not on my parent. My problem is you. You are actually a bigger inconvenience and a cramp <laughs> in my fucking body than my period could ever be. So get the fuck out. <laughs> now, hold on. Let me turn into a pick me for a moment, ladies. Mm. <laughs> the pick me's are going to love it. A lot of times I have to ask myself, girl, where are you at on the calendar? Where are you at? And I have I have had to start being honest with myself. I don't catch an attitude, but my emotions are all over the place. And mm. I had to be honest with myself. But girl, I'm crying over anything at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> at this moment, I am crying if I look at something the wrong way. So he is dead wrong. I don't No man can never ask me no dumbass question like that. But at the same damn time, that'd be a real question to ask yourself. And as you know, as the scene will show, maybe it was something with the cycle. Yeah, but let me ask myself that question. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No man <laughs> should ever be like, because you'll never, if I'm just hanging out, like, it don't always be like that. Sometimes I'm just hanging out and, you know, I'm just acting normal and no one asks you, hey, you on your period? But as mm-hmm. soon as we talk loud or I raise our voice or like, have an opinion about something we don't like. Oh, well then, are you on your period? No, I just don't like what's happening right now. Can I just have an opinion? And do you do you ask your nigga friends about that when when <laughs> when they be out here walling? Oh, nigga, you on your period? No, you don't. <laughs> Very don't. true. So get that dick out your mouth, nigga. Bendy facts. And um, Joan blames Ellis for the marathon not being able to complete it. <laughs> I, I, now maybe I missed something, but how is it? How is it Ellis's fault that she mm-hmm. can't stick to her own uh, goals and accomplishments? It's Ellis' fault because um, Todd and Tony getting married and they've been together for less time than her and Ellis and it's his fault because they're not getting married first. <laughs> so it's not really his fault. It's, it's actually Tony and Todd's fault then. <laughs> that, that's what that's really about. It's everybody's fault. Yeah, because Joan, Joan's just not making no kind of sense. But that was a real emotional scene. I love the way it was acted. Very well done on um, 
oh boy, Adrian Lester's part two. You can hear when he's um getting in these emotional scenes where his his accent come back. <laughs> you want the truth? I'll give you the truth. I don't think you can handle it, but here it is. No. But we end on that uh, dog face girl line or walk off or leave like the rest of them. And we're back at Salt doing this whole registry thing with Maya, Lynn and uh, William. And they uh, they see a lot of outrageous stuff on her registry, including one solid gold chopstick, which is an interesting gift. We need two of them. So they're only going to yeah. buy one. They're going to split one of them three different ways. Did we get the price on that? Did anybody remember? Mm-mm. No, no, no. We didn't get the price. Yeah, because they were going to split it three ways and it was less expensive than the cake at the end. So, uh, yeah. Um, and Maya says, well, yeah, we can we can get the chopstick and um, I can put some extra money toward it because we know Joan's not going to get married anytime soon. So we can throw more money at this gift. Whew. You don't want to be that friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and William's like, she drove another one away. I don't that, you don't want that to be your legacy. You really don't. Yeah, but also, ain't nobody in this table got any room to talk. Maya, you lost your nigga over some dumb shit. Some nigga you ain't even fucked. Um, William, your bitch left you at the altar. So sit down. I don't even want to hear that noise. And um, what's this other chick name? Lynn. Lynn, you busy begging your nigga to fuck. So all of y'all niggas need to have <laughs> a good glass. <laughs> that, is, that is a thing. She's pretending to be celibate to please him. That's like the conversation mm-hmm. earlier. And Lynn is even that doesn't seem like that kind of person. Yeah, like Miss Fuck the Patriarchy. Like, hmm. Purr. Yeah, like she's like she usually have a bunch of dudes on deck. She trying to trying to be with this one who won't even who is celibate. I'm not saying but he you won't know give what? her sex. But you guys are so correct. She is not the kind of woman to pretend to be something for a man. However, she is pretending for um her new nigga. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I think she's pretending is not because she's that interested in him. She just wants to be the one to break through um whatever yes. wall he has and what is the point mm-hmm. like what do you don't even know if this is good but whatever that's her business that is <laughs> her <laughs> business you imagine spending all this time all, all this time, time waiting Girl. i didn't even think of that Tragic. point yeah but uh at the end of the scene um we find out that joan was on her period so <laughs> but you know what <laughs> Oopsies. Lynn didn't have to tell that that information. That's that's a private thing. You don't tell William that. But William exactly. hears this and he immediately gets up. Where are you going? Well, you said Joan was on her period, right? Mm-hmm. I know how you gals sync up and just wanted to get out of here before one of you snaps and devours me whole. That's another thing they be saying. <laughs> like, you know, a, a woman wrote this episode. She could have left those jokes out. She could have. Hey, you know, <laughs> everybody that's your skin folk. So he heads out so he don't got to deal with the possibility of them syncing up. And uh, next we're at the cake party, the infamous cake party. Um, I love the dresses. I love Tony's mm. dress here and Joan's dress. It, mm-hmm. it fits really they nice. So they both fit really nice. I don't even know what Lynn and Maya were wearing. I guess they look good too, but something stood out about uh, Tony and Joan. Yeah, what was up with that? Maya was wearing a dress. It wasn't as um, eye-catching as Tony and Jones. And Lynn was wearing her hippie 2000s, early 2000s ro- white rock bitch situation <laughs> that she be wearing. <laughs> like Evanescence. Yeah, I can't even picture what they're wearing. Like mentally, it just blocked it out because the other two girls look so great. Insanely, yeah, yeah great. They uh, They get it right every single time. I love Joan's dress so very much. And Tony's lip color just always feeding into their blackness. 
But one thing about the show I only realized later in life, these bitches were skinny. Mad yeah. skinny. Well, I mean, they were like coke thin. And now I'm an adult. Bruh. Like, yo, they had to be 120 max. Yeah. Bruh. When you look at their photos, their promo photos, it's just like Yikes. which is a yeah. none of us had a shot <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. i'm like if i want to be an actor like <laughs> yeah like they're all so skinny remember we were so talking about that when we first started the podcast it was like yo these bitches is tiny and the camera had 10 pounds right yeah yeah so that tells you a lot Lord, and then and what didn't didn't loney when loney love said that shit that she said about the show oh, y'all ever heard, was that? I, no. we, we talked about this netty Say it again. Are you sure it was me? <laughs> it was me and you on a show. So Loni had said something like how she had auditioned to be on Girlfriends. To be a main character? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they was pretty much like, baby girl, mm. we're we, we not even trying to do that. Oh, we're not trying to do the big girls. Mm-mm. Damn. That's what they said to her. And now I'm looking at the cast list like, yeah, bitch, even a regular woman that's a regular size is not like finna be on that show. Like, yeah. they are tiny. Damn, these bitches are small. Wow. They were That's... teeny tiny. Yeah. That's why I love Insecure. Like, they, they mm-hmm. you know, they fought back against that. Yeah. Their casting was way yeah. better. You know. We also have to look at the times, too, right? Yeah, right, you right. crawl so you can walk because... Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> I, I agree. It should have been more inclusive with the size, but then, damn, we just had a show that was inclusive with the skin tones. And now right. you can have shows where everyone can be on it and be accepted and not mm-hmm. be the big friend. It's just a regular person in the regular cast, and I'm yep. thankful for that. But they had to crawl so our shows yeah. nowadays could walk. Lord have mercy. Yeah. yeah. So the premise of this party, the cake party, is <laughs> it's a it's a, like a buffet of cakes. And they're deciding uh, which one tastes the best, and they're gonna vote at the end of the party which one to have for the wedding. But that's not the that's not the drama. That's not the drama that we're looking for here. So we start the scene, and Joan's already rolling her eyes at Tony explaining the rules of the party. And Tony ain't even do nothing. Tony does stuff, but she ain't doing nothing wrong in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joan just looks really pensive, and then all of a sudden she says she has to go take some towels out of the dryer. She has to do it right now. They can't wait because the towels will wrinkle. That's how I know she's lying. No one cares about wrinkly towels. Don't they just come out the dryer looking nice? Well, we never noticed that because the towel's not a t-shirt. We don't wear it. We yeah, just like use it to dry girl, off. So who knows? Once the steam of the shower gets into the towels. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens here is I believe her overwhelming jealousy of the moment just started to like eat at her so she had to think okay what do i do to get out of here oh i know let me go get these towels so she tells tony two minutes two minutes i gotta do this right now two minutes and then the doorbell rings it is mr ellis himself i don't know why he dressed like he just came from the gym i am so annoyed i don't know if it's the gym or look like he about to deliver packages he got a hat that's the same color as the shirt it's like navy it looks really weird I don't know why they dressed him this way, but... Not him moonlighting as an Amazon man. <laughs> it didn't look like UPS or like... Um, Amazon Prime. Laser ship. I don't know. Something weird. But at first, Tony don't want to let him in. She's like, uh-uh, not at my party. Tony Charles cannot have any drama today. Unless you brought a gift. That's right. It's your, your cake parties today. I'm sorry, Tony. With all that's been going on, I forgot. So is that a no on the gift? <laughs> yes. Bye-bye. I'll come back later. You do that. And Joan sees this and she's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. 
come back, come back. I told him, I invited him. I told him to come over. And Tony's like, oh, wait, so y'all, y'all got back together? Why you ain't tell me? And she's like, no, no, we haven't. He's just picking up his stuff. I'm going to ask you, why do you guys think that Joan picked this moment to make him come by and get, get his stuff? Um, Because you said overwhelming jealousy. We can make Joan the villain. And I have made Joan the villain a few times when I watch this. But I honestly think that Tony and Todd got together two damn weeks ago, damn near. They done had this whirlwind love, this fairy tale romantic. Joan has not seen Tony and Todd go through any tribulations in their re- uh, relationship. So it literally looks like a fairy tale perfect story. Then they rich as fuck because they having an extravagant wedding in two months. And more than being jealous, I think this has just all come like a huge surprise. But to Joan from the outside, like, damn, that's what love is. It, it is just like in the fairy tales. So I think she is, this is a little bit of, goddamn, a little trauma. It's jealousy, but also I, I don't want to underestimate the way that she must be feeling. Her and Tony are living very similar lives. They're walking on the normal, you know, normal time frame, And then all of a sudden, Tony life's life goes into overdrive with the perfect looking relationship. Yeah. When in reality, Tony's life is regular. It's just moving fast and it looks perfect. Of course, it'll even out, but whatever. Right now in this moment, the shit look perfect and Joan doesn't know how to deal with that. Maybe mm-hmm. you're a little jealous, a little envious. And that, I feel like that's what Joan is right now. Yeah, it's a natural human emotion. And she's probably probably wondering why... Ellis can't match up to what Todd has provided emotionally for for Tony. Like, what's wrong with you, Ellis? Like, why can't you do the same? So I think partially she wants to embarrass him to kind of give him that reality check. But also, this party is about Tony. People leave this party. She doesn't want them talking about Tony and the cakes mm. and the blah, blah, blah. People are going to leave this party and be like, yo, yo, did you see what Joan was doing? Did you see what happened with Joan and Ellis? She wants to be the story of the party. And because yeah. she could have just put the box on the front porch. And called him and had him pick up the shit right then and there and not come in the house. But she wanted him to walk all the way through, all the way to the room, so he could walk all the way back holding a box looking dumb. Mm. You know? Really rub his face in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they go to the room, and strangely enough, the box is already boxed up. And this is when Joan starts to kind of wild out. I actually, I don't want to say I hate her, but don't like her in this episode. Like, I hate her the most of every episode in this episode. And then, mm-hmm. well, this in season six, it just gets out of hand. <laughs> but she lets him pick up the box. He says it's very embarrassing to do it like this. And she says, you know, well, I believe when something's over, it needs to be over. And she's talking very robotically. Hmm. Well, that's everything. If you're missing anything, there are stores. It's been fun. Have a nice life. You know, you have issues. No, I don't. You were my issue. And now you're gone. So I'm easy like Sunday morning. Mm. That's when you know somebody's about to erupt when they're unusually calm. robotic and calm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, right. Yeah, I'm your problem and not Tony and her wedding. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? He is calling my good sis out on <laughs> ever since this happened. Joan has been able to pretend to be a perfect girlfriend, be OK with the baby, be OK with being mm. ignored by him. She has been able to hold it together, but. She is becoming unhinged. Tony getting married before her in this perfect scenario has damn near broken her. And she hasn't mm-hmm. been saying it, but he obviously sees it. Girl, you, you need either you need help 
Or you need something. Therapy, right? We don't like yeah, we say that. Let's just but say you it how it, it is. Because, like, mm-hmm. why aren't you happy for your friend? I mean, she's... Uh, we'll get to the I'm happy for my friend thing, but why be jealous of her? You There's uh, there's other guys in the world. There's just as much time. You got time to meet somebody. Drop Ellis. You're not supposed to be with him. If you're going to stay with him, you're not going to get to that goal that you want, that Tony has. Yeah. So you can easily have these same things. But this is their underlying issue, though. As as girlfriends, that tension that Joan has with Tony of Tony gets everything is it, it has been since season one. Tony gets all the guys. Tony gets all the gifts. Tony has all the. Tony doesn't have to care about responsibilities. That has been an issue with those two. That Tony can be a bad girl but still get really good results, whereas Joan mm. is focused on being perfect. And she's not receiving the goods the way that she thinks she should. That's that's their problem as friends. But that's because Tony mind her damn business, girl. She drink water and mind her business. And she's true <laughs> to herself. Whereas Joan, she be in everybody else's business worried about what you got going on and why she ain't got it. Bitch, yes. mind yours. Yes. I really like the difference in, in their personality because I think that, like, there's a pick-me versus... What do you call a woman <laughs> with sense? Like, is that, are, are we just going to call them a woman with sense? So yeah. there's the pick me versus the non-pick me's, right? And it's like the pick me's, they get very, very vicious when the quote-unquote materialistic mm. girl, the bad girl, the the hoe, the whoever gets whatever the hell they think that they deserve to get because they are contorting themselves into what they think a quote-unquote good woman is supposed to be, but the quote-unquote bad woman is getting all the flowers because yeah, bitch, if you, if you was being your fucking self and got some motherfucking hobbies and got a life Mm -hmm. instead of worried about what a nigga is doing, maybe that would attract people who would want to be a part of that. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, I do. I think that that was commentary and that was done on purpose because Joan, like you said, Tony has only been with Todd for like, what, a few months and a niggas always claim they don't like a gold digger, but there we go. And there we go. Tony is not shy about what the fuck she wants, about what she doesn't, what she will and what she will not accept. And that's what we, why we stand Tony over here. Yes. Mm. Well, what that sounds like to me is like, this isn't a good friendship. This isn't a healthy friendship. If, if these are the situations and the personalities and the issues in it where you're jealous of the friend who gets what they want, even though they're bad, they, mm-hmm. these two should not be friends. Oil and water. Women are mm. complex. We, why shouldn't we be friends? Because I'm jealous of you a little bit, bitch. Why? Why? Jealousy is <laughs> not a good emotion, is it? It is. It's, Je- it's not a, but it's a true human emotion. I grew up with sisters, you know, I, I love girl drama. Ooh, I live for it. So, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when people un- don't understand cattiness, I'm like, why? This is this is this is how we communicate. I love mm. seeing two black women walk into a space and have to kind of check each other before they respect each other. I love our energy with each other. It's <laughs> I love that. I love that, that um, motto. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we gotta (laughs) check each other. See if she flinches. Okay, she doesn't flinch. Oh, I can get down with her. I love that about us. So when people talk about the girlfriends and they shouldn't have been friends, no, no, no. They should be friends. Sometimes friends talk behind each other's backs. The shit happens. (laughs) It happens. Because what they have deeper than the jealousy of this moment right now, they have the ability to have some life-wrecking shit happen and to lean into each other. And 
it's unfair that they have to test their relationships when shit gets hard. But that is the true beauty of the girlfriends, that when stuff actually gets hard, when Maya get her ass kicked up out of her house because she can't keep her tongue in her mouth, she has her <laughs> girlfriends to go to. Mm, even though they don't agree with her and that is beautiful friendship even through a little bit of jealousy and i'm jealous because you got a rich man who's taking care of you and he don't put a ring on it in two months of course i'm fucking jealous why wouldn't i be that's normal and because of that i'm gonna partially sabotage your party yeah. <laughs> best friends <laughs> i will say i see what tony is saying and I, I do agree no no friendship is perfect but i will say that child when you have a friend who is jealous of you it is really scary like i've it's been tough. through that like i can't like they will really try to sabotage your shit and you you would not know because you would never think that that person would do that to you like you don't need enemies when you got quote-unquote friends like that you see what yeah. i'm saying because mm-hmm. at least you're keeping your enemies far the friends they know everything about you so it's easier for them to try you I just, yeah girl yeah they use that shit for weapons mm-hmm. but is joan a dangerous jealous friend she's showing signs because if she can sabotage the party and then well, for, well so let's talk about the first thing that happened right in the engagement situation so there's that right so she left before they even finished the show's boom so that's the little thing now we get into medium medium strength jealousy mm. okay so the nigga the nigga gotta come and pick up his shit during my um cake tasting whatever the fuck okay so now what's the super strength you gonna try some shit at the actual wedding ah mm-hmm. more more eyes more more people okay. around more to lose more right? attention more to lose more yeah. attention mm. more money on the line a bigger event like what's the next thing you gonna try to um I, Joan would never do this but like what you gonna force old boy to try to propose or you're gonna try to propose to him at her wedding try, I don't know child these bitches <laughs> you try never to sabotage know. the wedding try to they, when they get past that try to sabotage the marriage yeah, yeah okay, okay. Well, I'm not okay. married you can't be married too bitch and you can't mm. be married too bitch Mm-mm. like mm. I got away with it once shit let's see how far we can take this shit well, exactly. in that case you guys are right while I love a little bit of tension no bitch now ain't nobody coming up in this household like that. Which Tony is, Tony will figure it out if Joan becomes dangerous enough to her in that way or if it is a, a trivial amount of jealousy that hopefully she can get over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I really love in this scene is the acting. When Joan says her, her rebuttal to Ellis about being jealous of Tony's wedding and Tony getting married, and she says, Ellis, let me be clear. You were my problem. The way you never appreciated me in this relationship was my problem. So don't put my issues with you on my best friend. I don't have a problem with Tony or her wedding. I am excited about it. I am happy for her. Do you hear me? I am happy for my best friend. I am happy for her. I am happy for my friend. Do you understand? I'm happy for my friend. I am happy for my friend. I'm happy. I am happy for my friend. I'm happy for her. Okay, I'm happy for my friend. From an acting perspective, the way it ramps up, like the first way she says it's kind of calm. I'm happy for my friend. And then each time it's more, I am happy. I am happy, you know? And then she just starts to cry. I'm like, this should be studied. Mm-hmm. This should be it a should. dialogue they use for acting classes. Like, if you can do this scene, because the first way you say I'm happy is not the second way. 
You know, mm-hmm. you can't say it the fir- the first and the third and the fifth way are different. Like you got to amp it up. So shout out to Tracy. We'll get you on the show one day and talk about that. But yeah, yo, you killed mm-hmm. it. You fucking there's a killed few, it. There's a few episodes that we've covered where there should be out here being a case study on the acting because yeah. they, they gave it. Maya has given some good ones. Um, mm. Like, oh, yeah, there's some flowers that need to be given. It's really sad they never got Emmys for this. Like, this was yeah. never like one of those shows like you would hear about Emmy contention and stuff like that because they yeah. really, I mean, they don't seem to, to care. They seem happy with what they did. It's just not everybody does it for the for the awards, but Sometimes I mean, I just yeah, have to but see it's that. nice to be acknowledged, you know, like insecure would have did what it did and whatever, whatever. But it was nice that it was actually acknowledged mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. for the work that they put in, you know, mm-hmm. even if they didn't win. Like, damn, not a motherfucking nomination. Y'all really tried it because it's black. Yeah, people. Y'all know we out here. So they're doing all this yelling back and forth in the bedroom. The door's wide open. I don't know how nobody heard it because I would have been right next to the door. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm nosy like that. When I know there's some drama going on, I would have been right next to her bedroom door. But after that, once she starts crying, she sits down on the ottoman. Is it ottoman at the front of the bed? Whatever. She takes a seat. And Ellis sits next to her and Tony walks in like, what the fuck did you do to my best friend? And Ellis goes, oh, she's crying because she's happy. She's happy because we got back together. I was like, oh, hell uh, no. Nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. Who said that? No, no, no. Who said that? These two people should not be together. They should not even see each other at the newsstand on Saturday mornings grabbing the paper. These two people, she shouldn't even watch his movies ever again. This is a, a dumpster fire of a relationship. That, and I was also thinking, like, what you mean we got back together? Like, I just had a moment. Or Joan just had a moment. What the fuck? Yeah. Who said that? <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> She needed a win. He gave her a win in that moment. That was as simple as it was to me. Maybe that would have been the better thing, you know, in coming episodes for them to break up in that moment. But Joan needed a win. He gave it to her. And I appreciate it. It was fucked up. They don't need to be together. But in this moment when the girl is just bad down, sis just needs somebody to hold her. Somebody Mm -hmm. hold her. Somebody, please. And that's what it was. (laughs) Okay, hold her. But you don't got to continue a relationship like bro mm-hmm. y'all are in an unhealthy situation <laughs> very much like, give her a hug and keep it moving because i mean even from ellis's perspective like you've seen her this whole episode i don't know how long the episode is like a week maybe i don't know how long this was but you've seen her be this jealous of her friend she's arguing with you over trivial things do you really want to be with a girl that put you through this and says all these things well hold on ellis is a boyfriend he is with a woman who has emotions whatever right her cycles on her cycles off whatever (laughs) but more importantly he sees she is experiencing jealousy he can tell it immediately do it does he is he supposed to break up with her for this no he is supposed to call her out like he did they were supposed to communicate a little bit more about it but mm-hmm. I don't think that was enough for a breakup Th- this particular episode because he's like, OK, the bitch is jealous. Her best friend is getting married. Got it. Got it. Got it. Once that's over, she'll be back to normal and then they can continue on with their relationship or build or grow whatever they were doing. But I think he sees this as a moment that she's having because her best friend's getting married and she's jealous. OK, what that happened. Mm-hmm. OK. 
people. This is only mm-hmm. the cake party. So just imagine what's going to happen at the um the <laughs> rehearsal, the mm-hmm. wedding, the okay. um the baby shower. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you don't nip this in the bud right now, this is what's going to happen at every party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, you get what you get, but I just feel like Ellis, you don't see you don't see, but she stayed with him after the baby. She can she can okay. spaz a little bit because okay. the baby. You owe me this one, nigga. This this one on the house, okay? <laughs> yeah, this is on the house. Yeah, I was just about to say when Nettie was saying all that, I was like, all right, but I mean, I still ain't got no kids. You do, so <laughs> what happened? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, she a stepmama now, right? Is that how she's somebody? I mean, it's not official stepmom until she um they get married. Oh, but yeah, married, that's, right. she playing that stepmom role. Yeah, mm. couldn't be me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So the final final scene, Etsy. What happens in the the final scene? They pick a cake. Um. The people pick the most the ch- the cheapest one, and Tony's like, ah, chocolate chestnut cognac oh that tastes that, which that, sounds that kind of like nasty good. all those tastes together cognac chestnut chocolate okay take out the cognac yeah the chocolate the cognac, that'll, that'll do it better yeah 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 we could fuck with that but you know <laughs> <laughs> that's the cake they chose it's the cheapest one tony's like mm-hmm. i guess i mean we'll fuck with it since y'all like it but it's the cheapest one and then maya goes oh well you know we'll pay for that then That'll be our wedding gift to you. And then Tony is like, well, thanks, guys. We can use that $2,000 for something else. And bitch, <laughs> Maya's response in her body <laughs> is fucking hilarious. It's like she froze and then her body is just starting to get movement in her hands and her legs and her stomach little by little. Like, I love it. I love the physical comedy. <laughs> I love when Tony goes to each of them and hugs them and she gets to to maya and maya's like nah nah (laughs) maya pushes her off like nah no i need some space (laughs) it's actually really funny but but william you got it i don't know why that's what i don't get william has william got bread he could have just paid for the cake he cheap he is quite cheap yeah all right so next is our oh hell yes moment of the episode so Let's give our, our guest first dibs on that. Tony, mm-hmm. what is your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes moment. <laughs> Since I'm in this season of my life, like people like to say, definitely all Tony all the time. It's all Tony Network. In the beginning of the episode, when um they were at Tony's engagement party and she was having her moment, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's where I am in life. Girlfriends has taken me through so many seasons of my personal life. And I'm just at the point now where uh, Tony's getting married and I'm getting married. And I I understand her so much better going through this experience. I was joking when you get a ring, when when a Negro, no matter how good or how bad he is, when a Negro chooses you and put a ring on your finger, the entitlement that you have goes through the roof. I mean, you start requesting the dumbest shit. I told my parents, I was like, I want to have a castle wedding. Bitch, I ain't got no castle money. (laughs) <laughs> but you just start you just start living this fairy tale that you didn't even know that you wanted because you got a ring on your finger. So it's an exciting part of my life. I love seeing Tony be so selfish with these moments because this is the only time that people will actually give a fuck about you. Uh, mm. Other than the day you're born, you know, this day is so exciting in your life that 
you just kind of go a little bit crazy. So that's my oh hell yes moment. All mm-hmm. Tony network, all Tony, all the time. Let's go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. What about you? What's your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes moment was when Joan was yelling at Ellis right after they got home from the marathon and it was the rest of the girls there. And then she was just, it kind of reminded me of that monologue in Gone Girl. It, it, it was very similar to me where she was trying to be this cool girl and like, I did this for you and I ate this food for you. But like, it just shows, it, it put a spotlight on what a lot of women do and most times it's usually not worth it because now you're upset and you have animosity towards him you have animosity towards your friend you have animosity towards your situation you have animosity towards yourself for letting yourself compromise so much of what your wants and your needs and your desires are that now you don't even recognize yourself mm-hmm. so yeah that's yeah. my old mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. so my oh yes moment. I know it's not going to be popular. I know, but <laughs> it's um, it's Ellis's moments. It's Ellis being a great boyfriend. Oh. I know, guys. Because the thing is, he's not. He typically isn't. I don't know what got into him this episode, but he did everything he could. He did everything he could for her. And even when she kind of did the push and pull, like oh, well, I guess I should have trained more. And she said that at the marathon. He was like, nah, nah, no, you're good. You're good. You can do this. When he could have just, you know, agreed with her then, um, mm-hmm. he was like, nah, I'm not going to let her do this. I'm going to try to get her through this. And I'm going to I'm gonna give her the best motivation I can. And then took care of her when she couldn't make it. Carried her out of there. Took her home. Got her ice. The girls came in hot with her because... <laughs> She ain't make it to mile five so they could see her. Didn't give her no information on where she was. And he was like, nah, chill on her. Chill. Like, she's been through a lot today, you know? So that's my mm-hmm. oh hell yes moment. The one time I'll give Ellis some props. Now, is that evidence that men love bad women, bad girls? Joan was terrible to Ellis this entire episode. And he was exactly what we need men to be. He was caring. He was there for her. So should Joan, this should have been her aha moment, her oh hell yes moment, be mean to that man and you're going to get what you want from him instead of constantly trying to be perfect Patty and not get anything in return. Perfect Turn Patty. Into a bad no, you did Yes. You did not bring perfect Patty into this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. The, the more of an asshole I've been, the nicer men have been. And I don't know what the science is behind that, but I, I can attest to that. Yeah. And they, don't go, oh. they don't go, oh, you're on your period? Or, what are you on your period or something? But look what that nigga did. He'll say that, but that nigga still came back, though. Period. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so you had all that shit to say, but you still gonna come back. Mm. See, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. Psychopath. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I don't know. That's kind of low-key abusive, though. Low-key abusive. <laughs> that's, what that's, like. that's what they like. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Try it out. And I'm naturally, like, fiery. But now I gotta put some extra, extra spice in it. Whenever I put extra spice, it's amazing. <laughs> All right, then. All right. Thank you guys for that insight. Um... So we got a couple reviews on our uh, on our iTunes, a couple five star reviews I'd like to read and shout out. So from Shoppers Love, Shoppers Love says, "I love how raw this is." Thank you. 
you know, we try to be, we try to be raw. We try you to know. be un, uh, uncensored here. And, and we're usually more raw, but we keep it. Cute. Oh yeah. We cut a lot out. Like, <laughs> we gotta do, we gotta do some self-preservation because we don't want to get canceled. <laughs> and then next is, uh, just trees. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Five-star review. The title is finally. I just found this podcast. I've been looking for a recap show because honestly, I watch Girlfriends all the time. I was curious to know if there's anyone out there that loves this show just as much as I do. Love the conversations and how they go over each episode. Love being a part of the conversation. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yo, we do this every week and we're like surprised when people are like, I love your your show. We listen. Yes. We like we get excited that there's ears out there and people pressing play on this that we've never met these people and they still want to like listen to our show yeah. and they get a lot of enjoyment out of it. That's that's really cool. So I want to thank Tony for coming on by and being a guest. Woo! Thank you, girl. Thank you. A complete pleasure. Like y'all, this has made my entire month. I yeah. listened to the show. I found you guys through Twitter. And it, this is really one of the only podcasts I listen to. I absolutely love it. Keep going. Thank you. Was there anything you want to promote? Y'all hit me up on Twitter. Um, we get a little bit. Do we get ratchet? We get ratchet on Instagram, y'all. Y'all hit me up on Instagram. Actually, at toy, T-O-I underscore island, I-S-L-A-N-D. If you have sensitive ears, don't pull up. We curse a lot. (laughs) I'm going to follow you. Yeah, so I can follow you back. I don't follow everybody back, y'all. I only follow people who are active. So if you are active, hit me up and we can become the best of friends. I love my Instagram family. Let's have some fun. Let's do it. (laughs) Awesome. So if you want to hit her up, do that. Go over. Do it right now, guys. Do it right now. I know you're on your phones. Wait, you said you got a, a TikTok too. Do the TikTok. Yeah, oh, you guys, if you are interested in some awesome hair content, you want to check out at the hair closet, T H E hair closet. Um, nothing I say is sponsored by the company, y'all, so don't fuck me up over there, okay? <laughs> but go follow. We have some great tutorials, amazing products, and we're locally and black owned. Come support. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So next week's episode is called The Pact. Very big one. Very big one with special guest Kimberly Elise is going to be on that one. Um, that, that episode is real juicy. Real juicy. In addition to Tony getting her dress, her wedding dress, that, that episode. So we get to see that too. So I cannot wait to talk about that. And um, until next week, when we talk about that episode, I am Nettie Smith. And I am at Zero. I am Tony. And we'll see you next week, guys. Be safe.